0: You're listening to Biceps After Babies Radio, episode number 56. Hello, and welcome to Biceps After Babies Radio, a podcast for ladies who know that fitness is about so much more than pounds lost or PRs. It's about feeling confident in your skin and empowered in your life. I'm your host, Amber Brizeke Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm your host, Amber Brzezinski, and I am sure glad you're here. I hope as you listen to Biceps After Babies Radio that you kind of feel like we're BFFs and we're friends, and that's a little bit about what today's episode is about. So one year ago, I started Biceps After Babies Radio. Can you believe it? I, I really can't believe that it's been a year. I have had a desire to start a podcast for a while. It was kind of something that I kind of thought that I would start at some point. And it got to the point of late last year where I was like, it's time. It's time to start a podcast. It's time to put this dream of mine out there. And I hope that it will help people. And I hope that people will come and that people will listen and that people will learn and that it will help people in their own personal fitness journey. And so... I put it out there and I started and the last year has been amazing. We have over 200,000 downloads of the podcast. You guys are sharing it. You're loving it. And I get messages all the time of how it's helping you in your fitness journey. And that was really my goal. So I hope as you've listened, or if you're just a brand new listener, that you'll go back and listen to some of those episodes. And I really hope that you kind of feel like we're BFFs. Like we hang out, you pop at me in your ear, and uh, we chat a little bit. And so today I'm going to do a little bit of a different episode, a little bit more personal, a little bit more um, just like we were hanging out at the gym, sipping on our BCAAs and chatting about life. And I just kind of want to give you a little bit of a life update. What's going on with me? What's going on with my business? And what's going on with Biceps After Babies and the podcast? So let's start with the podcast and what's going on with Biceps After Babies Radio. We now are on episode number 56. And over the last year, I've done 31 interviews with a bunch of different people and 26 solo episodes. There are lots of episodes for you to go back and binge listen to if you just recently found the podcast, but I did want to highlight a couple of my favorites. So when it comes to interviews, I love the interviews that I did with some of the special people in my life. So on episode number 39, I interviewed my 12-year-old daughter, and she came on the podcast and talked about... Um, life and her perception of what I do and what things are like at school and how food and bodies are talked about in in her world. And I got a lot of awesome feedback about that. And some of you listened to it with your daughters or your sons, and it opened up some conversation. I love episode 27, where I interviewed my own mom, who's a mom of seven children. And we talked about what it's like raising kids and having Those healthy habits instilled early into your kids. And then episode number 37, the bonus episode that came after 37 and episode 40, I interviewed my husband and we talked about pelvic health and we talked about life and how we work as a couple and what he thinks about the business. Um, And so I think my, I think my family members have been some of my favorite interviews. Some of my favorite solo episodes, if you're looking for ones to go back and make sure you didn't miss, I really suggest go back and listening to episode number six, which is 10 things I've learned as a fitness coach. I think um, that's one that's easy just to skip because you're like, yeah, 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 I know that. But there are some really good things in there that may shift the way that you view your fitness journey. Episode number 28, Failure Doesn't Exist. I highly recommend if you skipped that one. Go back and listen to it because it is such a game changer when you can shift the interpretation, the meaning you put behind failure. Um, episode 29 was a big hit. That was my rant on intuitive eating and macros. And a lot of you DM'd me and said, I said what you have thought. And um, that was one I was worried about putting out there, but it was very well received. And um, that's definitely worth a listen to. And then the last one would be episode number 34, I Can't Afford It and Other Excuses Keeping You Stuck. This one is... um a little bit of tough love and a little bit of um shaking you awake to uh things that you may be doing to hurt your hurt your progress and hurt your results in your fitness journey um and I hope as you listen to that it really helps to hit home this idea of feeling empowered and this idea of stepping into responsibility in your life and being able to create what you want rather than playing that that victim mentality card I just pulled up our podcast stats, and we've hit over 200,000 downloads in the first year, which is awesome and just blows my mind. And the most listened episode was episode number two, which is six simple steps to learn to track macros, Um, and then followed up by number two, which was macros aren't magic, setting your own macros, and that's episode number 11. So we'll link all of these in the show notes. If you're looking to go back and catch up and make sure you didn't miss some of those episodes, those are the ones that I would start with. Some of my goals for the future is to continue growing the podcast, continue to reach more people. Uh, I have a big dream of hitting a million downloads and that you know, takes me doing what I'm doing and recording good episodes and, and good quality content. And it also is something that you can help with. The more that you share the podcast, the more that you tell people about it, the uh, leaving reviews, the tagging me on Instagram, all of those things help to really get this message out. And I hope it's one that naturally comes comes naturally for you to share because it's something that you really love. I would love to know what you have enjoyed about the past year, what episodes really resonated with you and what you would love to hear in the future. Some of my favorite DMs are when people DM me and give me ideas for future podcast topics. I'm always interested in knowing what you guys are curious about, what you're wondering about and how I can create content and create podcasts that will help to answer those questions and to help you move forward wherever you're at on your fitness journey. So that's the podcast. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about Biceps After Babies in general uh, as a business. We are definitely in a period of growth right now, and it's been really exciting. We've had over a 1,000 women go through Macros 101, which is my coaching program. And Uh, I have been just loving the results that we're seeing, the shifts that we're seeing both mentally and physically in those women has been really exciting. At the beginning of the year, uh, I made it a goal that I was going to move away from one-to-one coaching, which had been the staple of my business for the past three years. And if I'm being honest, that was a little bit of a scary scary idea, a scary goal, because one-to-one coaching felt very safe. I had plenty of clients. It was never a challenge for me to get more people, and I was making pretty good money doing it. But deep in my heart, I knew that I was only able to serve so many people that way. One-to-one coaching tends to be more expensive. It is limited in the number of people that I can take, and I just knew in my heart that I wanted to be able to reach more people and change more lives in a way that I could never ever do with just one-to-one coaching. So I started the year with a goal to transition away. And that's been a lot of what 2019 has been, is making that transition away from one-to-one coaching, taking the th- the things that I was teaching my clients and the process that I used to be able to get them results, and being able to put it into a program where I can coach lots of people through the same experience, where I can um, say something once and everybody can get value from it. One of the things that I found with one-to-one coaching was that I was repeating myself a lot, which is understandable because people struggle with the same thing. And a lot of times people felt confused about what questions to ask. They, It's almost that, that case of you don't know what you don't know. And so one of the things that I found with coaching is that when people only worked with me for six, eight, or 12 weeks, they would get their questions answered during that period of time, but then they would have other questions later, or they would have questions that they didn't know they even knew until a couple months down the road. And so one of the things that I've loved with Macros 101 is the fact that people have lifetime access to the program. They have lifetime access to the steps that they need to take in order to get the result that they want. And I love that I get to coach women through their struggles, through their problems, and that I get to coach them in a way that helps them move through their struggles and helps other people in the group to be able to do the same thing. So I could go on and on about Macros 101. It's been phenomenal. The results have been phenomenal. Um, The women who have gone through the program have been Loving the process and the results that they're getting. And we closed down enrollment in September, but we will be opening up enrollment in 2020. So if that's something that's interesting to you, you want to be able to get coaching from me. You want to be able to understand this process of how to get the results that you're wanting and how you can use macro counting in order to get you there. You can head to bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash waitlist and you can get on the waitlist for the next time that we open up doors. Other things going on with Biceps After Babies, we are growing our team, which is very exciting. We have reached the point where I just can't do it alone. There's so much to be done. There's lots of uh, parts of the business that aren't my forte. And so we're expanding and we're hiring. And that's been a fun process uh, personally as a business owner uh, and also just as growing, you know, growing myself as a leader. One of the things that I love the most about entrepreneurship. I don't I don't talk a lot about entrepreneurship here on the podcast and if that's something that's interesting to you let me know and I can I can weave a little bit more of that in. But I was absolutely an accidental entrepreneur. I never came into this process being like I want to start a business and I want to have a brand. I really came into this just wanting to share my story and I started an Instagram account. It wasn't Meant to necessarily go anywhere. I just thought, hey, I'm just going to start sharing what I'm doing, the success that I'm seeing. And people started showing up and people started following and people started being interested. And then very naturally, people started seeing the results that I was getting and asking if I would coach them. And so I was like, yeah, sure, sure, I'll coach you. And that's where my one to one coaching got started is a very organic, just wanting to help people. And that grew. And we're able to help people. And as I talked about before, we've really moved into a new transition of like really how can we have the maximal amount of impact? And I've realized one-to-one coaching isn't going to give the maximal amount of impact that I really want to see. It's not going to touch the amount of lives that I want to be able to touch. And so that's really what this year has been about is transitioning to be able to serve more people, help more people. And part of that has been growing a team. And the thing I've loved about entrepreneurship is how much growth, how much personal growth I've been able to experience. And I think um, as a wife and as a mother, sometimes it's really easy to pour everything in, uh, in you into others. Right? We serve others. Our kids are our life. We love them to death. And sometimes our own personal growth and development can be put on the back burner. Now, I don't think that just by being a mom, that means your personal growth is on the back burner. I think you can absolutely be a stay-at-home mom and be focused on how you can grow and how you can be a better wife and how you can be a better mom and how you can um, teach your children better. Like I think there's a lot of personal growth that can happen if you're intentional about it. But I found for me, as I've started a business, one of the things that I have loved the most is how it's pushed me, how it's forced me to grow. Because as I grow as a person and as I elevate myself, that translates into my business and it translates into my business growing. And the business can't grow any faster than how fast I'm growing personally. And so over the last year, there's been a lot of transitions and there's been a lot of learning experiences and... I'm all about taking messy action, and I'm all about just doing the thing and getting feedback and adjusting. And so there's been ups and downs, and there's been goods and bads. But over this year, I have learned so much, and um, part of that process of growing and developing is building a team that's behind me, that buys into our vision as a brand, that buys into what I want to put out there when it comes to Biceps After Babies. And we're very clear as a team that our goal is to empower women to tap into their innate ability to achieve. And what that means to us is that I come from this place of seeing so much power and so much um, ability in the women that show up on my platform and the women that I work with. And so often what I see is that you don't see the same power. And so our goal with everything that we do is to help you to tap into the innate ability that you already have inside of you to be able to do whatever it is you want. And that is what is exciting for me as as I help women get started in their fitness journey. And as I help them to step into their power and to own their choices and to show up 100% responsible in their life, yes, they get fitness results. Yes, they see weight loss. Yes, they're able to hit PRs. But then beyond that, they've learned that they have a lot of power. They've learned how to set goals. They've learned that they can do hard things and they've learned to show up in a powerful way in their life. And that bleeds into every aspect of your life. And I've had women who have gone through the process with me and have felt so empowered that they go and start a business or that they realize that they've always wanted to write a book. I had one of my clients who said, I've always wanted to write a book and I never felt like I could do it or that I you know, was worthy of doing it. And as she went through this process in Macros 101, she was like, I can do it. I am powerful. I am worthy. I can do this. And she wrote the darn book. I mean, those are the types of things that just like light my heart on fire. And that's why we're doing what we're doing. So I kind of <laughs> went on a little bit of a tangent there. I'm so passionate about our vision and, and what biceps after baby stands for. And that's been really fun to be able to get people on board who are just as passionate about that as I am and are really wanting to move this forward so that we can get more women to step into their power. We can get more women to show up in their lives in a very intentional way to be able to create whatever they want, whether that is to be the best mom possible, whether that's to be PTA president, whether that's to go back to work, whether that's to go back to school, whether that's just to be the best mom that you can be. I'm all about being intentional with what you want to create. And that's that's really what Biceps After Baby stands for. All right, what's going on with... Our family. Some of you know that we have four kiddos, ages five to 12. So this was a big year for us because my five year old started kindergarten. And so now all four of my kids are in school. And if I'm being honest, I've looked forward to this day. I know some moms are very sad about it, and that's okay too. I was very excited for this transition a lot because uh, my poor youngest son, I felt like. He's home with me and yeah, he did preschool and yeah, I can play with him. But the poor kid was like ready for something. He was ready for the interaction, he was ready for other kids, and he was very excited about going to kindergarten. However, that transition has been a little rougher than it has been with any of my other children. I've never had a kid have problems going to school. I've never had problems with leaving them at school. I took my kids to the gym from a very young age and they very quickly learned that I would leave and that I would come back. And that's never been a problem. And my last kid has thrown us for a little bit of a loop and he was excited about school, but after a couple days, he was not so excited about school. And we went through a period of time of him refusing to go to school, like to the point where he like wouldn't get in the car, I would have to put him in the car and lock the doors so that we could get to school uh there was it was it was a rough transition. I worked a lot with his teacher. I sat in class for a while, so we it's not like I just went and like dropped him off and <laughs> just let him be but he there was a lot of crying and there was a lot of tears and there was a lot of not wanting to go. And let's see, what are we, like five weeks into the school year? If I'm being honest, I thought we were through it, but then yesterday he decided he wasn't going to go to school. And so I kept him home and he had to play up in his room for the hours that he was supposed to be at school. And this morning he was like, okay, I'm ready to go back to school. So we're getting there. We're working with it. I think he just needs to feel in control. I think he um, needs structure. That's something I didn't really recognize that he really just needs that consistency. One of the days his teacher ended up being out of out of the classroom and they had a substitute and the next day he wouldn't go to school. Uh, so he just, that routine, that break in that routine really was challenging for him. So anyway, we're working through that. Some of you guys may relate, some of you that's long past for you, but that's been something that we've been dealing with is that transition to kindergarten. But other than that, our kids are doing really well. I have a kid in middle school and then the three boys are in elementary school and they're excelling and, and it's exciting. Um, my daughter is 12 and... And that comes with all of its own challenges. So far, she's been um, she's hasn't really hit the like preteen years. I keep waiting for that to come, um, but right now she's she's in a really good place, and um, we're really happy as a as a little family. One thing I will say with my daughter is she is at the point where she wants a phone, and we haven't. Decided that when we're doing that, when when we're gonna give her a phone, um, one idea that we have that we probably will be transitioning to probably around Christmas time is having a house phone. So having a cell phone that's not necessarily hers, but that can be taken with her if she gets dropped off somewhere or um, if she, you know, it gets goes to gymnastics and needs to be able to call me or whatever. Um, So that's we're kind of kind of thinking that that will be our first step instead of getting her her own phone is doing a house phone and kind of go from there. Not something that she can take to school with her every day, not something that is going to be in her possession, but just kind of making that first step to responsibility, to um, you know that whole new world of technology that we didn't have when I was a kid. I got my first cell phone when I got married. (laughs) And so we're trying to navigate that right now with our daughter. All right, so then that moves us on to... um, My husband and our relationship and how we're doing, my husband is now going into his third year of um, attending hood. I don't know if that's a word, Uh, but as for those of you who know the medical school process, it's a very long road. You do four years of undergraduate work. We did four years of medical school. Uh, he did four years of residency. He did three years of fellowship, and we are finally done now. Fifteen years later, so he is in a good job. He is liking the challenge. Um, he's you know finally we finally arrived after very much having this very long vision of like. Someday we're going to be there. Someday we're going to be done with training. Someday we're not going to have to move again. We're now at that someday, and it's been really fun. It's it's a new phase in our life, um, but it's been very exciting. One thing I will say with my husband is that from very on and early on in our relationship, he always had this idea or this opinion that we needed to have a hobby together, and he would always bring it up, like we need to have a hobby, we need to like do something together, like. He really felt, you know, as a strong couple that couples who like did things together or had a hobby in common it was just really helpful with strengthening their relationship and for years he kept saying this we need a hobby and we couldn't we never like identified anything you know he was big into cars he liked to play video games I was like that is not the hobby that I want to have um, and so we never really had a hobby but he always would just he'd bring it up every once in a while like what kind of hobby could we do together um, and eventually he decided to pick up my hobby which was weightlifting and he got into weightlifting what has it been like four years ago now, five years ago, um, and started coming to the gym and lifting. We did powerlifting together and that was really fun. And one of the hard parts about transitioning away from powerlifting was that while I was powerlifting, we were doing it together and we would go out in, we have a a shed in our backyard and we have a gym built out in there and we would work out together and we would lift together and we would train together. And that was something that was really fun. And I enjoyed that time with him. Um, Mm -hmm. And when I decided to transition away from powerlifting, which I talk about in episode 23, um, and then also in episode 54, uh, I transitioned to CrossFit and I stopped lifting in the gym with him. And so again, my husband was like, we had a hobby. (laughs) We were doing it together for a while, and now we don't have a hobby anymore together. Um, And so just recently, he has invited me to go surfing and I've surfed a little bit. We lived in Orange County um, for a couple of years, learned to surf back then. Not super good at it. Um, but my husband had been going pretty consistently with a friend over the summer. He would go once a week in the morning before he went to work. And he, that friend couldn't go anymore. And so he's like, we should go together. We should We should get up. You can script CrossFit one day a week and go surf together. And so we've been doing that and it has been so much fun. Um, I was a little resistant to like skipping CrossFit once a week because I'm pretty like routine and I go to CrossFit five days a week. But it's important to me to have a strong relationship and um, to be able to do things with my husband. So it's been really fun. We get up at 5.30, we're out on the water. At six, we watch the sunrise while we're out in the water. We catch waves for an hour and then we come home and we get everybody ready for the day. And I do enjoy doing that with him. Um, and surfing's super fun. We've both gotten better. Shocker, right? When you practice, you get better at something. And it's been a fun hobby to be able to do together. And our plan is as the water gets colder, um, here in Orange County, you can surf with a wetsuit sometimes into like October, November. Um, and then it gets kind of really cold and you don't really want to be out even if you have a wetsuit. And so... When that comes, our plan is to transition and have him come to CrossFit once a week. So instead of me going out surfing with him, for him to come to CrossFit once a week. And we'll do that during the winter. And then maybe we'll go back to surfing when the water warms up a little bit. And so I guess that last brings me to my workouts and, um, what I'm doing there. I am still doing CrossFit. I talked about that in episode number 54, where I talked about the things that I've learned over the last year of doing CrossFit. I'm still enjoying it. I'm still feeling like I'm progressing. I'm still feeling like there's things that I'm learning and, um, I'm getting better at and growing at, and it's still challenging me in a good way. And so as long as I'm feeling that I'm going to keep up with it and, um, You know, the point where I feel like it's boring or the point where I feel like I'm not progressing or I'm not enjoying it anymore, then we'll see what's next. But right now I'm really enjoying it. And my husband is still powerlifting. He, um, is very consistent with his training and he is also trying to kind of figure out how long he wants to do powerlifting if he wants to transition to something else. But, um, right now he is still powerlifting. He's done, um, a couple competitions and, um, we're enjoying you know, training in different ways. And sometimes I will go out there and train with him uh, to be able to have a little bit of time together. Um, he has added in a little bit more hypertrophy work. So he's trying to grow not only in strength, but in size as well. And so he's kind of added in some hypertrophy work, which has been fun to keep it a little bit new and different for him. So that's kind of where we're at with our workouts. So that's kind of where I'm at in my life. And I'm so happy that you're here listening to Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm here because you're here. If I recorded this podcast and nobody listened to it, it would be kind of a waste of time. But I know that because I get feedback from you about how it's changing your life and how it's encouraging you and it's changing the way that you show up in your fitness journey and in other areas of your life as well. And that's exactly what I want. So here's to the first year of biceps after babies radio. And here's to many more years. Hopefully you enjoyed a little bit different episode today, a little bit more personal, a little bit more just chit chat between friends, but that wraps up this episode of biceps after babies radio. I'm Amber. Now go out and be strong because remember my friend, you can do anything. Hold up sister friend. Do you love biceps after babies radio?